0: What is up, everybody? We are in the sixth week of 2023. So I just did two alignment uh, meetings with some of our leadership here at Yellowbird, and they're awesome. Um, The dust is kind of settling around here after the big changes we've made. And like I said, I can't believe we're six weeks into the new year. What I like to do six weeks in, and especially during alignment meetings and for myself, is go back and... Look at your 2023 goals, look at any resolutions you made, look at any big life adjustments you were trying to make in the new year and see how you're doing. Um, what I've found in the past is that this six-week marker is kind of like a make or break if you, uh, if you had this goal for 2023 and you're trying to do this or work out or talk to your family more or save money or you, you know one of mine is writing more letters, uh, handwritten letters out to people. If you're not making some sort of progress in six weeks, there's a good, good chance you're going to spiral in a shitty direction there. And uh, at some point, your brain, it, that that thought process of wanting to make that change, your brain is too far gone. And <laughs> it's uh, you get that kind of fuck it mentality of like, I'll do that next year. So six weeks is a g- great point to go back in and uh, make sure you're hitting everything you want to hit. A um, couple other points I wanted to make this week. Um, obviously, been talking about a lot about the real estate market and the up and down since the summer. Um, I've seen in different groups that I'm in that sometimes people uh, aren't super honest about what has been happening to them during this time period. People put on rosy glasses and say, everything's fine. Yeah, we're doing great. It's business as usual. When... For, for people like us in real estate, it's it's very difficult for that to be the case right now. I was having a conversation with a, a mentor of mine who lives up in Baltimore. Uh, very intelligent guy, runs a lending company. And uh, we have a meetup every you know, three times a year. And I always get up at the meetup and speak about Yellowbird and what we're doing. Because we're kind of, as far as the direct-to-seller acquisitions of single-family homes, we're, we're definitely a leader at that meetup um and we you know for a while we were a leader around the country we were doing there's only a small group of us doing over 400 or so houses a year so um i'd speak about what we're doing what marketing's working i'd speak about our numbers uh our margins our cost per lead cost per deal and it helped everyone else because they could use this uh, they could use Yellowbird as a benchmark and be like yo how are we doing and it, and it helped me too because i could give feedback when they're like oh pat you're this isn't working, or you're paying too much for this marketing source. So it was really good. So that was it. Was always a very good conversation when I spoke um, at this event. But obviously, we made some pretty big changes in the past three weeks to where our core business of marketing direct to seller um, for single family homes is just no longer a part of what we do. Uh, we're still buying a lot of houses. We're JVing a lot of deals. We're lending a lot of money. We're we're buying deals from wholesalers, but buying deals from wholesalers, you, you don't have as much control, right? You're not, you, you're you not actually looking at your cost per lead. You're not driving leads. You're not driving business. You're dependent on kind of what everyone else is doing. So I was talking to him and I was like, "Man, I, you know, I don't know really what to talk about, um, at this event. Like you want me to speak on Saturday. It's like, I I don't have numbers for cost per deals or leads, or, you know, I don't have a certain path forward for what we're doing here at Yellowbird. And I was like, you know, to be honest, like, we lost a little money towards the end of that year. Like, we're trying to turn things around. We're trying to adjust staff. We're trying to get everyone aligned. And, like, I feel like I shouldn't be talking at this thing. And he was like, absolutely not. You should be talking. I'm so glad you said that. Be completely honest because everyone is going through those same struggles right now. And we'd love to hear as a group about the adjustments you have made. Right? So me not really looking forward to that conversation or speaking because it was kind of like put your tail between your legs with what everything yellowbird has going on ended up being a massive positive because we're not the only people going through this right now um and sharing and commiserating and working together on what's working and what's not working in this market is going to push everyone forward so that would be my message to everyone is just just going through life in general, um, you never know what someone's reaction is going to be to something. So it's always a great default to just be just completely honest with what you have going on, what's going on with business, and it usually ends up working out for the better. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Number two is a little change, me and Elena made over the past, uh, week or so, something I'm going to do a little different as I started like posting my workouts that I've been doing. Um, and the reason I do that is cause I always, I'm always switching up what I'm doing to keep it interesting. And I love, um, I love content on people's workouts and what they do because it can change your perspective on what you're doing to work out. If you worked out a certain way for five years and you thought you were in great shape because of your times or the volume that you were doing and then you get woken up to someone else who's doing three times as much as you it just helps give you perspective and it gives you much with like what i was just talking about a cost per lease or cost per contract people posting their workouts gives you a benchmark on what you could what you can do and, and what level you want to be at so i hope it helps some people i'm looking forward to getting some uh um, some feedback from that. Um, but those are kind of the work workouts I do on my own. Um, and it's going to be obviously a little different on the miracle morning ones. Cause we're doing for, for all skill levels there, but, uh, definitely reach out to me, reach out to me with the workouts that you guys are doing. And, uh, I just love posting that kind of stuff. So that's been something I've, I've enjoyed this week. Another thing this week, it was actually today. Um, I'm running a, uh, like a leadership development course, I'm, I'm calling it, for our leadership here at Yellowbird. It started in December, and uh, we had a little bit of a pause there because of the holidays, but we picked it back up this morning, and the conversation was phenomenal. So the topic uh, this morning was, uh, we're reading Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership, Jocko Willink, um, which we've read a couple times here at Yellowbird, but I think the fundamental... Uh, the leadership fundamentals in those books are uh, just phenomenal, and uh, it really speaks to who we are as a company. So we're using two Jocko books and a John Maxwell book to go through the class and some other tools. So honestly, if anyone's interested in that in that leadership development piece of it, feel free to reach out also. Uh, we're going to run the class again once this one's finished in like three months or so. So... Thinking about whether we bring in some outside people who want to be a part of it. We're not really sure where that's going to go, but the Yellowbird people that are a part of it now uh, are loving it and getting some great feedback. Um, our takeaways this morning were uh, the most important. It was we did the first part of the Jocko book, and we talked about the importance of clarity of vision, right? So everything branches off leadership. Casting a clear vision for the organization that that leader is running. And it was interesting. I have five other talking points here that I want to, that I want to bring up, but every single one of these talking points comes back to clarity of vision. Um, So another point here is bring me solutions, right? If you're a leader and you're the people you're leading are bringing you solutions rather than problems that's the type of organization you want, right? But no one below you can give you a proper solution for a problem that they're trying to solve if they don't know where the fuck they're going, right? If they don't have a clear vision, if Elena doesn't have a clear vision for where we want this whole thing to go, then how the fuck am I expecting her to come with me to a solution to a problem that she doesn't even know what the problem is, right? So that's one. Um, Second one is uh, be a leader within your organization. So lead down and lead up the chain of command, right? So a good example of this is uh, Sarah is my executive assistant. She's also chief of staff of the whole office. So she's leading everyone below her, but also leads up to me, right? Sarah's pushing me forward, um, pushing me forward on tasks, projects, um, whatever we got going on. and. She does not have the opportunity to lead her people or lead up to me if she doesn't have that clarity of vision, which comes back to me again. Uh, communication is, uh, is, is the other piece of it. So open communication with everybody involved, uh, everybody involved below you, everybody above you. If people are on the same page, if you can't communicate that vision to the people you're leading, then you're never going to get there. Um, take control is an, is another piece we talked about so um, I keep using Elena as an example because she's sitting right across from me and runs this podcast with me but Elena did not have the technical skills to run this pro- podcast two weeks ago she took it upon herself to take it over talk to Matt do the shit she needed to do to take control to run the podcast um, so if you have people under you that you empower to take that control of problems and pieces of your organization, then that is the only way to get to the next level. But once again, goes back to clarity of vision, right? Uh, Elena is not going to be able to take control of, of this podcast or different parts of uh, the organization what she has going on unless she clearly knows where the ship is going, right? Which is back to the leader, the number one to communicate that down To everybody, and let them know exactly what success looks like, right? The last piece of it is uh, from the chapter "Believe" um, in the Jocko book, and quote from it is: "Leaders who do not believe in the cause will fail to take the risk necessary to succeed." And this one, this one hits pretty close to home for us here at Yellowbird, right? I'm gonna say it one more time: Leaders who do not believe in the cause will fail to take the risk necessary to succeed. So, Yellowbird two years ago, we had this goal in our head that we were gonna be one of the biggest flipping companies in America, right? We were gonna do over 30 houses direct to seller a month, so 40 or so houses a month in total, and uh, we were gonna do over 400 flips every single year. It was super clear, and I painted that picture perfectly for everyone in the office, and what that did was it aligned our sales team with our marketing team, with our admin and our transaction coordinators and our management all had one goal that we were reaching for to be one of the biggest flippers in the country, do over 400 deals and be over 30 houses a month every month. And this picture was painted clear. And what do you know? We got there, right? So what happened after that? What happened after we stayed consistent 30 houses a month this summer, when we had the Fed interest rate hike over in June, the 75-bit hike and our hedge fund offers went away, real estate market kind of went south for a little bit, mortgage rates were going up, we we're having trouble selling things. That vision kind of went away, right? Because we weren't able to sustain that 30 houses a month and keep our balance sheet that high during a turbulent real estate market. So at that point, we didn't have clear vision on what the next step was. And I saw what that did to our office over the last couple quarters of the year because the vision was so clear before. And then when that vision's gone with no clear direction forward and you know the market going up and down and me and Kyle not painting that picture of where we were going to our staff of 55 people things started to deteriorate and not deteriorate horribly, but they did. You know, we had some people leave. People had, you know, weren't exactly sure what they they were doing or what their job was because our volume was way down. And during this time period of us not knowing what the vision was, we were kind of doing brokerage thing. We were kind of buying some houses, but because we didn't know we were go- where we were going, because we didn't know we were going to 30 houses a month or what was going on, we weren't willing to take that risk to buy those extra houses, to do that marketing for the uh, for the brokerage, to go all in on these different models we were trying, because we wouldn't commit to anything. Where before, when the commitment was 30 houses a month, I knew that we were buying 30, 30 a month, so if there was some risky stuff that had to happen with... Uh, marketing or with a deal we were buying, I was going to do it. I was going to take that risk because I knew what the goal was and where we were going. Without that clear vision, I was unable to take the risk on the right path forward. And, you know, it led to some uncertainty and some lack of clarity. So let to say it one more time. Leaders who do not believe in the cause will fail to take the risk necessary to succeed. When you are all in on the vision and you know exactly what it is, Uh, It's that mentality of burning the ships behind you, and we're going to do this. We're going to accomplish this goal by whatever means necessary. Right. And that makes you very, very powerful if you're in that spot. So, the last thing I'll say is I've been talking about business and leadership and business this whole time, but a lot of this um, coincides with your personal life as well. Right. If you can't paint a picture, of what's your, what what your life's going to look like in 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. Of course, it's, it's going to change a little bit, right? We have life events that happen. But if you can't paint that picture of actually what it looks like, which is the work we do here at Yellowbird with alignment sheets, uh, taking white space time to actually paint that picture of what the future looks like, then how the fuck do you expect to get there, right? How the fuck do you expect to take the risk that you need to take and make sure the actions that you're doing day, day, month over month, quarter over quarter are gonna get you where you wanna go, right? I can tell you right now that they won't get you there, right? Living your life with intentionality, running your business with intentionality is more fulfilling and it keeps you on track, it keeps your spouse on track, keeps your friends on track to go exactly where you wanna go. So I would urge everyone to take a look at that. Take a look at what's going on in your business, what's going on in your personal life, and make sure you're in control of it. So, because what we talked about this morning was, you know, we talked a lot, a lot of different leadership pieces, but it all stems from having that clarity of vision and knowing where you're going. So, thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you next week.